This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast. For the week of Shavuos, uh, in Chutz Loretz, of course, it's a two-day yontif, so it encompasses Shabbos as well. Uh, and I'm probably going to be, since there's going to be a discrepancy now uh, for the next few weeks till the um, schedule is rectified, whereby uh, Chutz Loretz and Eretz Yisrael both have the same parsha. Of the week, uh, I have may, maybe one listener <laughs> consistently in Eretz so therefore, I'm probably going to keep up with the Chutzlarit schedule, which means that we just have to talk about Shavuos this week, and next week we'll deal with Parshas Naso in Mitzvah. Okay, so I wanted to uh, bring together, hopefully, a few threads that occur in the uh, Yom Tov of Shavuos. Um, one thing that I don't think is spoke about, spoken about too often is the Haftorah uh, of Masa uh, Merkova, the first day. Um, a lot of people don't have much of an idea about what that's really talking about. Um, and I think that's a very significant uh, Indian. Uh, the other thing is that Matan Torah, of course, itself and what that means and we also have to deal with the um, uh, the issues of um, what is our relationship with the Torah and how it relates also to the of Ol Malch Shemayim and our our uh, bond and uh, covenant with the with with Hashem Himself. So, just to get into some of these ideas, uh, first of all, the Indian of the Ma'aseh Merkava, uh, the heavenly chariot, as it's spoken of. Uh, this past Parsha, um, I didn't end up talking about it much in the podcast. I kind of discovered it after that, and then I talked about it on Shalashidas. But anyway, it was, uh, for me, a very important discovery that the uh, the formation of the procession through the desert, through the Midbar, uh, during those 40 years was a very specific formation and uh, it's uh, it's spoken of in great detail. And what I realized, kind of on my own, so to speak, is that that uh, formation actually uh, virtually mirrors the major aspects of the formation of the Merkava in Shemaim, in the we call the Oilam Habriya, which is uh, the four the four worlds of Atzilus uh, Bria Yitzia The Merkava is uh, something that that occurs in the Oilam uh, Habriya, and it's really basically responsible for the management and direction uh, that is the carrying out of Hashem's uh, decrees in all of the all of the uh, worlds that descend from there. In other words, the Oilam Ha'atzilis is the Oilam Ha'atzilis, 
that's kind of on the top. That's kind of in a, in, a, in a class by itself. But then the three worlds. This is all all obviously. Um, that that descend from there. Bria, Yitzia, and Sia. Bria being the the order of the Merkava, the the, the chariot, and then the, the order of Sia being mainly Malachim, angels, and then well, the Messiah is our physical world down here. So, um, what's the significance of that? There's a very specific formation of the the four highest akoidish they're called. You know, there's, there's actually the first one is man himself, uh, Odom, the the, uh, the ideal man, so to speak. Um, and then there's the uh, the the lion and the uh, the ox and the eagle. At any rate, these and they are, each one is specifically uh, in one of the four directions. It was each each of the four directions are covered by these by one of these um, these beings. Of course, it's all extremely spiritual stuff, and it's all very very symbolic. And I'm not going to go into the higher meanings there. It's, it's, it's an extremely deep topic. It's one of those really esoteric uh, things that I've dealt with in Kabbalah. But it's very important to understand what role it it occupies because it's talking about the it's it's basically a a an, um, a uh, manifestation or a realization of the spheres that are in Oilamatzilis in the Oilam of Bria and as i said that uh is a way of transmitting the uh, direction from Hashem all the way down through all of the Oilams so what we when we look into it more deeply, we find out that just as there is a certain uh, structure and a certain form to these spheres themselves, there is this very specific form dealing with the uh, the Merkava, this uh, this chariot, and which was which was of course the, the uh, whole idea of. Um, of the Haftorah of Shavius is that this was the vision that uh, Hezkel and Novi had in Chutzlar, it's actually in, in, in Babylon, in Bobo. So at any rate, um, because this, this when, as long as the Eden were in Eretz Yisrael, it was basically the Kisya Kovid, which Yeshaya and Novi saw, uh, which is Hashem sitting on a throne, so to speak. Um, this is talking about something that's moving around because when the Yidden are outside of Eretz Yisrael, they're they're moving around. But in the case of the of, of the uh, going through the desert, they were also moving through a certain space, being the desert itself, the wilderness, and it was also Chutzlaretz because they didn't come into Eretz Yisrael yet. So it was the transition between going out of Mitzrayim uh, after they set up the Mishkan and they had the uh, the Luchos the the. Uh, um, the tablets which were received on Har Sinai, and then they took these tablets in the Oren Kodesh through the Midbar. There's a whole procession because every time they moved from one camp to another, they had to take down the, the Mishkan and put everything down. And then this is the way that they uh, traveled through the desert from one encampment to the next encampment. So again, so what happens is we have a, a, a transmission whereby you've got the uh, highest Kodesh doing this on the highest level of Bria, and then that comes, comes down to the Oilam Ha'ayetzira, 
And this is uh, so. This is like carrying the Malchus Shemayim, the the the, the kingship of Hashem, the the, the uh, ultimate meter which spreads out to everything else, is coming down into Olam Atzir, which is the Olam of of the angels. And we have certain angels that are also fulfilling this role in the Olam Ha Yitzira, the the world of the angels. And then we come down into this physical world, and amazingly enough, we have the same structure going on in this world of ours. And who's doing it? The Jewish people. The Jewish people is arranged into a procession of consisting of four groups, uh, each one having three subgroups. As you've got the, the, the they call them the golem, the flags, and they're arranged into, you know, we've got for Yehuda, and you've got for uh, uh, Don and you've got the other two. The point is that the, each one and each one is is composed of three, and each one is, is a separate direction. And the whole thing is is a, a direct mirror of what is going on in the the higher worlds of uh, of, of Brian and Sira. Meaning that just as the these these he- heavenly celestial entities are fulfilling that role of of carrying the the shrina the, the Hashem's presence uh, through those worlds to accomplish the jobs that they have to do um, to carry out Hashem's will so this comes down in from those spiritual worlds into the physical world and we are are accomplishing that same task that these heavenly uh, entities are, are accomplishing in these higher worlds. So we are the representation of Hashem's will in this world, and the carrying of the the the, the uh, carrying of the, the Shechina into this world. Now, just like the uh, the Shechina is associated with the concept of Malchus Shemaim, and that is carried out through the Torah. So in this world. The, the idea that you know, just like in the desert they carried the luchos, the, the Torah was, was being the center of this whole procession was, was you know, surrounded by the Kohan and Levium in the middle of that whole procession, they were carrying the luchos through the Midbar and that was the embodiment, so to speak, of Hashem's presence, which is the Shekhinah and his, his kingdom in this world. And they were carrying that through and that was accomplishing the grand uh, uh, intention of the what we call the attraction of the sparks that the, the uh, again this is hopefully stuff that people are have been exposed to in other places the idea of the Shvir uh, that you know the vessels breaking and the sparks flying into all different kinds of places especially here in, in this case in, in terms of the midbar the uh, the wilderness where these these sparks had to be uh, reattracted and and elevated to create the tikkun, the the, uh, the uh, correction which would allow Mashiach to come, allow the the, uh, the ultimate uh, redemption to happen. Unfortunately, that was of course uh, that was of course sidetracked because of uh, various averus that took place on the way. But the point is that um, this was the intention, and this was the way the whole thing was set up. So as just as then they were the whole Jewish people was were going through the desert and they have this this uh, uh, important mission of uh, of of carrying Lucas through the midbar and and attracting these sparks. In the same way, our our uh, role throughout 
uh, history until Mashiach does finally come, he is exactly the same thing to go around the entire world. And that's the idea of the diaspora, the Jews being spread out throughout the entire world to, to attract these sparks, spiritual sparks throughout the, the entire, uh, entire, entire world and uh, ultimately return them to their source. And how do we do that? Through the Torah. So just as the whole crux of the whole thing, the whole the whole thing that 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 the the, the, the mechanism through which this was this this task was possible to fulfill was by carrying those luchas through the the desert in the prescribed way, and of course during the mitzvahs that they did in the desert. Um, that's throughout history our same uh, purpose. That's that's what we're trying to accomplish throughout history. So, and it's all through the Torah. So, in other words, when Hashem gave us the Torah to begin with, it was with that intention that it should be carried out in this physical world through the Jewish people. That's that's why we're here, basically. That's our raison d'être. That's that's the whole point of our being here is in order to bring about that that ultimate redemption, which will affect all of reality. I mean, all of the the, the, the cosmos. I mean, everything is dependent on that. And Hashem has put that in the 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 hands of the Jewish people to accomplish. So we are His representatives here in this physical world in order to accomplish that thing. Now, that's that's a, if you really internalize that, that's an extremely extremely mind-boggling. Um, uh, proposition. I mean, that's or endeavor or, or enterprise or whatever you want to call it. It's just a really, really amazing thing that Hashem has, has chosen us to be able to do that. So that is the whole concept of chosen people, and that is obviously at the core of the experience of Shavuos, which is celebrating the fact that that, that act of Hashem giving us the Torah, which is you know presented by the Luchas, um, uh, at that time in that place. Uh, even though those that, that those tablets were actually broken and whatever, but it was the revelation of Hashem on Arsinai, his his um, uh, willingness or his his bond that took place with the people by the people saying Nasim and Nishma that we will we will hear and we, we will do and we will hear. It was a commitment both for us to Hashem that we would accept His law and implement it in in this world as was His His will. And it was also uh, a, a commitment from Hashem to the people of Israel by choosing us and promising us all of the the uh, gifts and the promises that you know would ultimately occur when this redemption happens. So the point is that this was a, it was a mutual commitment that took place at this place in this time. Um, that was a very very unique thing. Now what's interesting also is that. Hashem not only is it said by Arsinai that the entire heavenly hosts, the, I mean not the entire, but, but the you know uh, trans legions of angels and that kind of thing that uh, from higher worlds came down on the mountain as well and were perceived by the Jewish people in a way that's also miraculous because normally we can't perceive those kinds of even common people were able to perceive things that. That uh, I mean, this is even by by Kriyas um, Yamsuf uh, that uh, simple people were able to to see things that only Cheskel Hanavi, which is specifically referring to Cheskel Hanavi, seeing the Merkaba, seeing this this heavenly chariot. Now, why did that is that particular thing uh, spoken about there? Because this is the real revelation that took place 
you know, before going out into the midbar, really, I mean, they, they were there for a little bit, but, but the, the, before going into the soul through the midbar, they had to be aware of what the, this heavenly chariot was about and what it meant that Hashem was choosing them to do that because that was their primary uh, preoccupation, uh, their primary job in getting the, the, the uh, making this transition to get into Eretz Yisrael to be able to, to set up over there and that that should be the ultimate impl- implementation of the Torah as, uh, as it was given to us. So the point is that they, they were able to perceive these heavenly hosts and they were able to see this, the, this, these, these flags that were a part of this old Maisemer Kova. And through seeing that, they, they, they desired to, to mirror that in this world. And they actually asked to be able to give, be given those flags that they should accompany, they should be, be, be accompanying the, the Shvotim the, as, as they were proceeding through the desert. So again, all of this thing is coming out as, as one, um, one idea, one unified uh, uh, mission that the, the Torah itself is the core. That's the source. That's the the um, the 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 embodiment of the Shechina itself. That that is how the Shechina, the, the heavenly presence, was able to enter into the world, this physical world, and and uh, be ultimately implemented in this kingdom of Hashem on earth. You know, in Eretz Yisrael, and throughout through that to be spread out throughout the throughout the world. Um, and when we look at the uh, the story of Rus that, that is, occurs in um, in that um, we also read on on Shavuos, why Davka Rus? Uh, we talk about you know this tremendous uh, outpouring of love that Hashem had for Klali Soul to give them the Torah, but the Torah is is not just love. I mean, we had the love was represented by the the, uh, the Megillah of Shirashinim that's that's read on on Pesach. Um, but the, that was just, you know, this this desire to be connected to Hashem by following him, following him into the desert. But here at this point, when we're talking about the giving of the luchas, that's really talking about law. And law is a day, an idea of din and judgment and, uh, you know, a fear. It's it's more of a, you know, a, a discipline. It's an idea of, of, of committing ourselves to take something on that we would then be committed to doing for all generations. Um, it's it's a much harder thing, and and to say nasa Nishma, that we're committing ourselves to that is is a is a very big undertaking, and that is brought home by the whole story of Rus, that because Rus was willing to give up everything that she had, and she was able to then uh, follow Hashem into the into the desert. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, correct. Um, that she was uh, interested in following Naomi back into Eretz Yisrael, uh with really nothing, bringing, bringing nothing with her, even though she was from herself from a, a family of, uh, of uh, royalty. Um, the fact is that this was also indicative of the concept of a commitment, that once a person dedicates this, and this is really the difference between what we call a balchuva, somebody who who uh, gives up their background. Uh, I mean, the, the, today's balchuva, but most of them are people that had very little, little or no 
Jewish background, and now they're changing their whole lives around in order to dedicate themselves to taking on mitzvahs. So for a person that already has taken on the mitzvahs, so there is a concept of rededication, that to take it on, to be able to say that nasa v'nishma, and to make that kind of commitment anew, and enter that covenant. So that's, you know, obviously what he has to be concerned with on on uh, Shuas. On the other hand, for a person who doesn't have that background, he's basically in the same position as a as as a as a, uh, a, a gear, a that is throwing away their past and entering into an entirely new commitment to take on the Torah as a whole, uh, and not just pick and choose the mitzvah here and there, but really to make a full commitment of Kabbalah's oil malchus shemayim. So that's again the idea of malchus goes back again to the shechina, and the shechina is what is our whole purpose of of, uh, of of representing in this world, as we spoke about. So if we're if the whole point is accepting the shechina, which is all which is the union of malchus, then the concept of, of accepting all malchus shemayim, the yoke of heaven, the yoke of the kingdom of heaven is extremely relevant to the whole uh, the whole experience of Shavuos. That's what we're that's what we're doing. So we are also the 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 custom to uh, to stay up all night and to learn Torah is also an idea of, of giving up our comfort and and dedicating ourselves totally to our entire entire you know twenty four hours a day. I mean at least as much time as we can we're dedicating time itself, uh, even though it's uh, not comfortable to uh, to just you know learn and 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 uh, even just to say over uh, aspects of learning and for many of us that say the tikkun of Leil Shavias, it's uh, kind of an overview of the entire Torah Bixav and Torah Shabal Peh, going through every aspect of that. So this is talking about about uh, a complete commitment, which is what what Rus you know demonstrates that whole story. Um, so anyway, so we've kind of brought together at least a few of these ideas of what does it mean to be Makabal O Malchus Shemayim is again connected with our representing the Torah in the world to bring Hashem's Malchus into the world. And we talked about the connection with the Haftorah of the the uh, Merkava, which is talking about the whole, again, this, this concept of, of through this, this order and, and procession and uh, uh, full total commitment. We're bringing Hashem's will into the world and the Shekhinah itself into the world to be represented uh, in, you know, as, as much as possible through us. And also this is the, 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 also the idea of Rus being a Gioris is the concept that this is something which affects all the Umas Oilam. It's, it's, it's something that once we are doing our job of, of you know, representing the Torah and bringing it into the world, that is something ultimately will transform all the nations of the world and the entire world itself will become a, a heavenly place which which um, represents his his malchus and and that will unify ourselves with him and all of creation with Hashem as well because it's really a universal thing ultimately. Uh, okay, I hope that that made uh, some sense for people that they um, uh, got a deeper insight into what are some of the themes going on in on Shavuos and everyone should have a really enlightening and inspirational Shavuos where they feel a personal connection and that they are indeed um, coming to a higher level in their understanding and commitment to Yiddishkeit.